Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Front Porch. I'm Ethan, your host today, and uh, every day from now on, actually. That was a, that was a, some news to me. Um, but I'm really excited, happy to be here. But what's even more exciting is today with me, I have Dane and Kevin. Hey. Hello. And we're going to talk about uh, some, some film gear stuff. Yes. Yes, yes we are. We're going to talk about our inventory. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about what stuff we like to rent for specific shoots and uh, stuff of that nature. So, because a question we get asked a lot is, "Wow, uh, that that sure is a lot of gear you got there today." It's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah. I find it's typical to get that response when we have the least amount of gear with us. Yes. Where it's like yep. we're traveling on a plane yep. or it's a really low budget thing and we just brought a couple things. Yeah. And then we get that and it's like, no, nah, we got like vans full of gear. It's when we can always fit almost all of it on the rock and roller and then we have the camera cart with us. Yeah, that's when everyone always makes a comment. Wow, that? you got a lot of gear. That's a lot of gear you got there. You guys shooting a movie? <laughs> they uh, ain't no. seen nothing yet. Let me tell you that right now. Where I was just in shoot? Boise actually, and uh, our client out there was saying to me, "You have a that, that's a lot of gear," and I'm like, "It's really not. This is actually our most slimmed down package that we can we can have with us. That still makes our product look good in the end." Yep. But they don't realize that. They don't realize. The inventory that we have, what goes into a shoot. And then today we're going to talk a little bit about that, aren't we? Oh, yeah, we are. Do you remember when we were at the beach? This is the last shoot me and Dane were on together, I think. Mm -hmm. And an older woman was asking us what we were shooting. And we don't like to usually talk about that. What was your response? I think you stole this from me. This is my old. Right. And I stole it too. Yeah, yeah. I see. When I said this, I I forgot that you were the one that had told me this originally. And just by instinct, when she asked me, oh, what you guys shooting? I say to her, we're shooting a mayonnaise commercial. And her response was, oh. People just walk away and lose interest then. Yeah. It's a good one. It works. Like, you're right, Kevin. It does work. Because it's like, well, what do I say exactly? It's not a very damn business. He's in on a feature film shoot walking around downtown Grand Rapids for a whole day. And um, that was our response every time. And people just walked away. But crew of thirty people. Yeah, we're shooting a man. You're going to get that one person who will be enthusiastic. Oh yeah, they're and they're like, going to be like, "Wait, is it for Hellman's? Is it? Yeah, right. Whatever. Or what's the one that does the mustard? Dijon, Dijon mustard. Dijon, Dijon. Do they mustard? make mayonnaise? Do we know? What? I don't know. Dijon mustard is just a type of mustard. I thought they did mayonnaise as well. It's a type of mustard. It's not a. It's not like brand. a brand. I believe. Oh, Dijon is not a brand. I thought Dijon was a gray. Brand. Gray Poupon no. is the gray brand. Poupon. Yeah. That's what that's I'm thinking what of. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Do they do mayonnaise. I figured they did mayonnaise. Man, Why wouldn't they? I'm gonna check it out. Gray Poupon, if you're watching this, can you uh, comment down below if you, you guys could, make mayonnaise? You could totally. Uh, you know, subscribe and why? Why did they think could Dijon? Sponsor you could sponsor though. us. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, what he said. The film <laughs> podcast. So. Yeah. But before we get started, sure, I want to know what you guys have been watching. Oh, bro. I went to the movies last night. Mm-hmm. I just oh, yeah. told you this. Um, we were unfortunately a little late. I missed the first couple minutes. I've like never done that in a movie. Come in late. I'm usually there half an hour before. You know the first time? You know what? <laughs> you know who I did that with for the first time? Nick. 
the really? Sonic 2. <laughs> did he fall asleep? No. Oh, he was okay. <laughs> we went to a restaurant beforehand. And that's he what was a, like, that's what our problem was. He was like, We have time to do like two or three beers. I'm like, we don't, but sure. So we did, and then we missed like the entire opening sequence to Sonic the Hedgehog oh, 2. Man. Anyway. Anyway, saw Marcel the show with shoes on. Did you and really? Yeah. It was great. Five Wasn't stars. That was like an old YouTube yeah. short yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Yep. Is yeah. that right? It was great. It was beautiful. Hmm. I could have thought the whole time about how they did everything because it was a beautiful movie mm-hmm. and it's all this stop motion stuff and yeah. I, I didn't. I just let it, but I would love to watch it again like figure out how they did all that or like what you said about watch the behind the scenes. But yeah, wonderful, wonderful movie. Totally recommend it. But yeah, just fun, cute. That's what they Donnie do just informed us that Grey Poupon does make a mustard mayo mix. Um, not just a mayonnaise, so. Thank you, Donnie. Yes, thanks, Donnie. We we needed to know that. Marcel, the shell with shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Hour and a half. Perfect. It is, it's perfect, yeah. Perfect. Okay. Perfect around time. Dane, I bet I, uh, I bet I know what you've been watching. Before we get to me, Ethan, what have you been watching? Oh, okay. Um, watched some horror movies. Just bought Shudder for the first time. Great, mm. great service. Super cheap. Uh, we are oh. not sponsored by Shudder. Um, yet. Yet. Shudder. Looking at um, the other night, I watched three horror movies in a row. But the first one, I wouldn't consider a horror movie. So first it was, We Have Always Lived in the Castle with, uh, how do you say her name? Teisa Farmiga, the American Horror oh, yeah. Story girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alexandra Daddario and Sebastian oh, Stan. That's a great cast. That's like, that's like a mystery thriller type thing but it's pretty okay. slow burn it was all right yeah writing's good production design's beautiful okay yeah um second one was gonjium haunted asylum found footage korean film okay super fun if you ever seen grave encounters it's kind of like that but uh they do it better <laughs> and then uh the third one was black sunday an italian was that 1960s? Yeah, yeah, yeah black yeah. and white. Is that right? You yeah, might, you might it's take cool. that one, Dane. Okay, yeah, that's one of the super, things. super creepy visuals in it. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Do you recall who the director was? Mario. I'm not sure. Mario. Last name is a B. I don't remember quite. B. It's been a long time since yeah. I watched it. Okay. Gotcha. Well, that's an IMDb search you'll have to do. Yeah. Your if you search up Black Sunday, you'll find it immediately. Okay. Yep. Well, I mean, Ethan, you're, you're, you seem to be watching a lot more cultured things than I have lately here. Well, I would... But some may disagree with that. So my, my big binge, if, if you will, in the last week has been Stranger Things. So when the show first premiered, I watched maybe like a good half of the season and then just kind of fell out of it for various reasons and never got back into it. But then this past year, my interest peaked mainly because of the soundtrack. Like the soundtrack is kind of what pulled me into it. It made me want to venture into the world of stranger things. You know, you've got Kate Bush on the top 10 most listened to Spotify songs right now. And obviously you've got Metallica because of master of puppets, which is featured in one of the episodes that's in the top 10 Spotify plays right now. It's like we're living in 1985 all over again here, it seems. Yep, it comes back. Yeah, right. And um, that's really what piqued my interest. And I'm like, okay, if that's how the show culminates, 
with these pieces of music, I, I should probably start over again and then just kind of work my way up to see how it climaxes. Yep. And I really enjoyed the show. You know, some people may say seasons one and four are their favorite seasons. I thought each season progressively got better. You know, I really liked season one and how many nostalgic callbacks it has. You know, that kind of establishes the show. But then seasons two and three kind of go off and do their own thing. I really appreciated that. They didn't heavily rely on a lot of the nostalgic throwbacks. Mm-hmm. So, and season four was just, that just went to a whole different level. And I'm looking forward to season five when that is released here in a few years. I watched, so. uh, I watched a video essay and they were trying to dissect why Stranger Things is so appealing to modern audiences. Because uh, it does pull from a lot of 80s movies and they're yeah. like, well, why aren't 80s movies like so popular? And one of the big things was because the acting is so modern. Because hmm. if you look at mm-hmm. 80s movies, there is such a different standard for like acting sure. and how <laughs> That's they interesting. lines. So when you take those 80s tropes and you throw that modern acting style on top of them, mm. it gets really like grounded and gripping all of a sudden and not too like campy or corny. Right. Yep. Like some of those movies right. can come across. Most it's, people, if you show modern audiences, if they're not familiar with a lot of films, if you show them an 80s movie, like one of your favorites, they're immediately they're like, this is cheesy. Yeah. yeah. When it's, that's just. Yeah, it's like, that's. that's cheesy is the wrong word that they're yeah. using, probably. Especially from a lot of the, like you were saying, the tropes and a lot of the callbacks to specific horror movies or whatever the, the, the films may have been. They may have been camping in nature at the time when the, the films were released, and that's how they were. Pre- you know, perceived, but then like you were saying with the modern acting and even with the production design and cinematography, it's taken a little bit more serious. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's, I appreciate all those things that the show brought great story, great characters, great acting. There's some really like gut wrenching moments in the show that some take you by surprise. Others it's just, wow. It's just, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's good. I, I really enjoyed stranger things. So, I think most people would agree with you. Yeah. That's me. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, next. <laughs> so, segueing into this podcast topic. I think we should touch on how much gear we used to have versus what we have now. Kevin, you probably can speak on that where so, we started. So the first shoot I was on was about was over six years ago. And Andy had a the FS seven hundred, Sony FS seven hundred. Still have it too. We by the still way. have it and we still from time to time use it, especially for our slow mo stuff. It actually still puts yeah. out a pretty good image. Yeah. 120 it's frames good. at uh four K. Yeah, two K right? or four K. I think it might do two K at two forty. No, no, it's two forty, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's higher say, it goes frame, higher. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two forty at two K. Yeah, sounds about and right. And then he hacked a fifty D, I think DSLR, and that's what I was shooting on. And frequently, because it hmm. they weren't ever intended to shoot video, it mm-hmm. was Magic Lantern plugin. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, enable it to shoot video. So every like oh, yeah. twenty minutes, it would like brick out. Yeah, and I'd have to reset it. <laughs> oh, and I yeah. think that was that was maybe it. And most of that, these were pretty big things that we did quarterly. These shoots, we had a lot of rented gear. Uh, mostly lights and stuff like that. Lico's and uh, another hot light kit, stuff like that. So Andy owned, 730 Eddie at the time owned 
like a, our hot light kit mm-hmm. and the Sony with sticks and really the roller bag full of a couple things. Wow. That was about it, I think. How would you light? Like, what was your process of being on set and lighting with such minimal gear like that? We still had a lot of, I mean, for these shoots, we actually had more light than usual. We had two full hot light kits plus like four, five, six Lecos and a couple, couple others. Um, we threw light everywhere, Mm. but that's, you know, we had smaller hot lights and we had to light up a whole big area for these. Uh, so a lot of rented gear. We didn't have the ashes. We didn't have the sky panel. I don't think there was any LEDs on set. Right. So that's what it was. Yeah. And then most of that got handed down kind of to, to when you started with with the client that you were working with and that was kind of your kit. Right. I yeah. Mean, when I started, I really just had an Astra kit, a 5D Mark III, mm-hmm. the FS700, and a couple C stands, and that was it. That was my entire camera and lighting package for the client I was brought on to um, to shoot for. But then since then, our inventory has blossomed. Yeah, every year. Every year, something new is coming on. Yeah, we went from basically one professional camera to what three different packages of cameras, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. we have the two C three hundreds, two C two hundreds, Komodo, still the seven hundred. Mm-hmm. So any time we can shoot, you know, three four different different shoots uh-huh. in a day with the crew, with our gear, two vans fully loaded. Mm-hmm. You know, so lots of different lighting options, mostly LED now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's been the big shift. I know when when me and you started, that wasn't really a thing on most sets. No, it once was, in a while yeah. you come across someone with an Astra kit, and then I remember like the first time, probably 2015, I worked with a Sky Panel and was like, "Wow, yeah. this is this is gonna be huge." Yeah, the mid 2010s. That's when a huge shift started to happen. You went from hot lights, like big hot lights. Right to LEDs, minimal, smaller equipment, and yeah. since then it's just boomed. That just seems to be the industry right now. Just smaller, you know. You don't have to worry about electricity. Everything's battery powered now. Yeah, the last time I've really, you know, plugged in a light and had to think about how much power I'm putting in, it's been so long. Yeah, and which that was exactly. a common thing. That you was a common to, thing. You had to be under, you know. 2K. Yeah, because yeah, I remember being on some shoots for a um, vacuum cleaner client of ours, and we're at these houses shooting these commercials, and you know you have to check the breakers to see. Yeah, blew a lot of breakers. I right. Don't know, I don't yeah. know the last time I had to you know find a breaker box yeah. in a house. Or right. Anything. Exactly. But yeah, it don't really seem to have that problem anymore. That's kind of gone away. It's prehistoric now. I haven't burned my hands for a while. <laughs> I occasionally will bust out a hot light sure. just because there's a quality about there a hot is. light. I still once in a while miss it. And yeah. Yeah, I'll burn my hand. I don't care. Yeah. You know, years of calluses and wear and tear in these hands. So yeah. you know, I don't really feel anything. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Physically or emotionally. Yeah, I was going to say uh, emotionally for me. He's not wrong. But I, feel, I feel like a big, a big shift between. Um, or I, I guess there was like a reluctance to move to LEDs because the CRI wasn't 
good. Mm. And people yep. can nail that with LEDs. Can you explain what CRI is to those who might not know? Yeah, so CRI stands for Color Rendering Index, and you'll typically see it as a number or a percentage. So like it has a CRI of 97 out of 100, which means it's really good at presenting skin tones accurately. But if it has a CRI of like 92, it's like, yeah, it's doing pretty all right, but it could be better type mm-hmm. thing. But CRI simply means how good a light can, is it replicate? Like replicate yeah. skin tones or make it look true to How accurate it, yeah. the color temperature and the, the quality of the light yeah. is, yeah. Mm-hmm. To put it simply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a whole science behind it, but. Yeah. Yep. But once people figured out, they were like, oh, yeah, we nailed it. Then they were like, now we can do battery powered and yeah. now we can have RGB. And there's like three other letters that they were adding yep. to them. They're cheaper now. <laughs> I know, yep. you know, they were more expensive. And then the throw typically wasn't as good as right. like a Fresnel. Right. Um, That's changing. Things though. like that. There's still sometimes issues with, you know, it's it's hard to use an LED in like a cookie. You know, you, right. get, you get weird shadows yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Right. Or to have that really nice hard edge. Yeah. Um, but they're catching up, though. There's certain. Yeah. No, they've, they've come a long way they've in come the last a long 10 way. years. Yeah. Yep. yep. And we've shifted our inventory basically to that. Yeah. We, we have. We've, like we were saying earlier, our Astra kits have increased. We have the Sky Panel S60 that we use for mainly a key light for things. We have tube lights. The apertures. We've got apertures now. Aperture is a huge, huge one that a lot of just independent films and just um, corporate startups are using. Um, they're cheap, they're small, they're versatile, and they pack a lot of punch. Man, they look good. Yeah. They they're easy. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It seems like it's becoming an industry standard in a lot of ways, Aperture. On the lower I, end. No, I think, they've, I think they've taken quite a piece of the market. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, mm-hmm. for for someone to come along like that and take kind of what Ari's been doing for a yeah. hundred years, right? Um, and I hope that they continue to do what they've been doing in the future mm-hmm. and not try to compete with that prosumer level. But um, that it's a good option. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. I would like to, um, and this this won't be a brag because it can be irritating sometimes how much gear we have, but I feel like we might have the most gear out of any production company in the area purely because of the wide range of jobs we take on. Mm. It's it's a part partly due to the wide range I think and then also we're shooting all the time. You know, with with you know and I worked I know you worked kind of freelance too. I worked freelance commercial for a long time and you know, if you were on a set most of that gear was rented. Mm-hmm. most of the time uh from the g and e to even sometimes a camera lenses mm-hmm. stuff like that uh we shoot so much and frequently hey what can you guys come and shoot tomorrow right there's not always an option to rent that mm-hmm. or if we need three different crews out on the same day we have enough gear inventory to make that happen and crew so Definitely different than some of the other places that I've that I've worked in. Yeah, I think you are right in in saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're pretty unique in that respect. Mm-hmm. We even have a lot of gear we don't use. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mainly the old stuff. But it's 
the old stuff comes in handy every now and yeah, then. Yeah, it though. does. Yeah. That's the thing. You yeah. know, if we find ourselves triple, quadruple booked for a day, you know, we still have enough cameras to go around to make sure every shoot has what it needs. Yeah. So. We always make do, no matter what. Yeah. We're pretty good about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a podcast about that uh, yeah. we're filming today as well <laughs> always always exactly. get the shot always yeah. leave with the shot get the shot I what? can only imagine like the gear that we're going to have yeah. in the future here oh yeah I know because we have wish lists of what we want oh, man. and what we need obviously um, so the, the the procurement of of materials will continue obviously next year and the year after that um mainly because our client base is increasing yep and the scope of the projects are increasing so that you know the gear has to match that and the tech changes so quickly now tech changes i mean 10 years ago digital cameras weren't aren't what they are now Mm -hmm. you know when i went to school like autofocus wasn't a thing no for for video that's revolutionary you know and that's kind of standard now almost whether you use it or not uh, different situations, but I mean, that's just one example. Um, bit depth and color depth and resolution and frame mm-hmm. rates and all of that. It's come a long way. Different codecs and it's crazy. Yeah. I remember when I was in film school, um, it, the, the textbooks would talk about how digital will never be able to replicate film. Like they were steadfast on that. Yeah. I think I heard that from professors. Yes. Yeah, some professors yeah. would say that too. And I believed that for a while. Sure. But now we're at a point where you where you can't really tell the difference. Yeah, it's in, in very hard. Film's it's very film's hard. great, but it's stayed relatively static for the last hundred years, mm-hmm. and it, it's reached a point really where it plateaued a long time ago, and it's not going to get better. Digital technology will always get better. Right. Exactly. So yeah, film plateaus. The good thing about film is it you know it's a tangible. It can sit on the shelf. Yep. You know, whereas when you're shooting digital. You could lose those files just with a corrupt hard drive, whatever the situation yep. might be. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know where I was going with that one. So, hey, it was still, yeah. still interesting yeah, right. to talk about, though. Um, gear, 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 gear. Remember when the Orbiter got announced? And we I were was all like, so stoked we were like, about yes, that. This is exactly what we all want. Yep. I don't know if we should trash the Orbiter, and but then, uh, I, I haven't played around with it yet. Um, I messed around with it once. It seems like, and I heard this from from our, our friends at Lowing, but um, it seems like they tried to accommodate everyone's requests with one light. Mm. And in doing so, it got really big. It got really heavy. Mm-hmm. It got, you know, you, they wanted the ballast built in. So it's bigger. It's heavier. They wanted, you know, full RGB range. Yeah. So then the output's not quite as good. And so there was so many different trade-offs with that light yeah. that it didn't quite, it pleased everyone, but it was so diluted that like it didn't really do everything. There was a lot of hype going into it. And then yeah. like all things, COVID released its, its initial uh, release launch date. Yep. And when it was launched, it was just kind of you silent. Couldn't, you couldn't get one either. Couldn't get one no. either, right? It was like six month lead time. Right. Yeah. But it was like nobody was talking about it yep. once it was available. Yeah. But like going into it, we were stoked. We had considered reserving one yeah. for us, but. I mean, it's a great all in one light. 
it seems I haven't used it again, but you can, with all these different attachments, you can throw on it, yeah. you throw different, it's LED, uh, it's a full range a source for, yeah. yeah, you put soft boxes on it, you put yep. China balls on it, you yep. can make it a Fresnel, yep. all that stuff. Yep. Uh, in concept, it seems awesome. I just haven't, I haven't played with one. I haven't seen really any. Yeah. Set. I haven't had any in depth yeah. use with it. I just play around with it once at the shop. Yep. When lowing, um, got theirs in. So would be interesting to use it one of these days to yeah. see yeah. what it's made of. I feel like they had to make that one the way it is so they can be like, okay, this is what people liked and didn't like, and then they'll make a better one. And then that'll, that, Probably. that one will be like, the Mark II would be, yeah, yeah, that'll be like the Holy Grail. Of, yeah, right. With anything, it's I see. It seems like that's what the case is. You know, whether yeah. it's cameras or any other kind of equipment. You know, you release it, learn what worked, what didn't work, come on with another version. That hopefully, everybody can use. Looking at you, Canon release the T3R Mark II. <laughs> everybody wants it. I'm Please. waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting on the T3i Mark II. So is there a T4i and a T5i? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's yeah, like a yeah. T8i. Yeah. There's a T7i. Yeah. It goes, it's going they, they yeah. Don't, yeah. 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 There's a T7i? Yeah. There's an yeah. yeah, I thought there was eight. Yeah. Donnie. Yeah. Get him at Target. I think. It probably. You can get most Rebels at a yeah. pretty major yeah. consumer yeah. stores. That's the soccer mom camera, as yeah. they call it. Yeah. yeah. And... That that fifty five to one oh five lens will never get taken off of that. Yeah. That'll seclude to that camera. They'll never buy another lens. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, me, then. Kind F4 of to F five point six. Nasty. Oh yeah. It's a that's not bad my kit lens. Yeah. Not my favorite range. I had the eighteen to fifty five kit on mine for a long time. Fun fact. No shade against rebels and T seven eyes. I'm throwing shade at those lenses, at those lenses that they come with. Yeah. Kit Please lenses are bad. Invest in a good lens. That camera will, yep. you'll go above no, and beyond I, with that I camera. still yeah. have my T3i, and I've, it's, it's been basically under wraps for a long time, just in the closet, but um, recently got a new lens, mm-hmm. and yeah, I use it like once a week now, Yeah, and it's still, it still holds on. I, I want to upgrade eventually. But uh, it still gets the job done, yeah. honestly. It's the so. lens. The lens has really no shelf life. No. No. That's the uh, thing. Invest, you, invest in good glass. Right. And you will be happy. And exactly. store it well. Yep. Don't mm-hmm. leave it in the sunlight. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Melt the aperture blades. Yep. Yeah. That's never happened to us. Yeah, I still have a Canon 7D that I used to shoot with on a lot mm-hmm. of like yep. music videos, features, shorts, corporates back in the day. But... um. The big difference was the kit lens versus a like a professional series lens. Yeah. Like the quality just improved so much. Yeah. And so it's a lot of it comes down to the lens, not really the camera. So Yeah. My five D Mark II, first full frame camera I ever oh, owned yeah. with a beautiful eighty five prime, like Rokinon special performance all metal build. Yeah. Like a gorgeous manual focus, like rubber focusing ring. Yeah. That camera kicks ass. Yeah. It is so beautiful. <laughs> That's so cool. That 5D, 5D Mark II, one of my favorite cameras it's, of all time. It's the OG. It, it is good. Yeah. yeah. First yeah. camera, first DSLR to ever shoot 1080p video. Yep. yep. That's it. Yep. That revolutionized everything. Yeah. 
They use it as like a backup camera on the Avengers. Yeah. Like <laughs> they shot yeah. I think they shot most of the subway stuff in Black Swan with oh, that camera. Got it. Wow. Sure. And if not, it was previs on all of it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Ah, yes. Man. The late 2000s. What yeah. a time to be alive. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's crazy having all these clients and going to all these shoots because when we were traveling um, for a client, we got split between two different states. So some of us stayed in New Jersey and another team broke off to go to Connecticut. That other team did not have the right gear or, you know, enough lighting to blast them through that shoot. So they stopped in New York and came back with two aperture lights, a light dome, a China ball, and our nan lights and just out of nowhere. And they have been with us ever since. Thanks yep. B and H. Yeah. Thank you. B and H. Love you. Saved our lives. We love you. Yeah. Please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> how we we should have a we're going to get a sponsor. Yeah, one we should have a little ticker in the bottom, <laughs> yeah. seeing how many people were asking to, to sponsor us for each episode. We're Somebody's at great coupon. We got B and H. You got to help us. I think there is another. I feel pretty good about Great Poupon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's probably I'll the hold best out one. from Great Poupon. If not Kirk one, then uh, Great Poupon for sure. That's right. Have what's your What's to? your favorite piece of gear in our? Ooh, Ooh, that is a good question. Favorite piece wow. of gear, you say? You know what, Kevin? I'm so glad you asked this. We were just talking about lenses. My favorite piece of gear is a lens that we own. The 24 to 105 you is love, you, my you favorite. Like this that. guy loves this. This line. guy loves <laughs> the pieces lens. of gear that the rest of us hate. <laughs> to be to be fair, you you can do a lot of damage with that lens. I love that lens. Yeah. I've loved it for years. You've got so much your focal range 24 to 105. This is the perfect focal range. Now granted, it's not a very fast lens. No. But it has an image stabilizer built into it. It's not very heavy. It's great for handheld B-roll shoots. Um, just great all around. I, just, I love that lens. Everyone. Live looks. Great news. The wide's rolling now, which is great because it can cover us closing out the episode. <laughs> yes. 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 And the question you had asked was, you know, Favorite piece of gear. Yeah. This C300 Mark II right now is, is not my favorite not, piece of gear. It's never been my favorite camera of ours. I don't mind it. It's good for color space. Yeah. Lessons. Yep. But other than that, it's kind of antique. Yep. Gets it's, the job done. It's just the truth. But uh, I've got qualms. <clears throat> favorite piece of gear. Yeah. What's yours, Ethan? I'm kind of liking the nan lights, to be honest. Ethan All right. Those All right. I've taken um okay. I've taken some good photos with those. Have you? And I I don't mean to toot my own horn, but toot, toot. they look pretty good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very humble. Yeah. I, I can respect that. They're I mean, full RGB. As as an accent or do you use them as like a key? Yeah, how do you I'm just curious. And I'm I can sure see, I can see a key, I can see a fill. Uh, I'll throw these brag, up on the screen. Brag on. Brag away. Sue's been, every time I see Sue with a client or something, she's been showing your portraits that you did of her and her family, oh. and she's Sue's thrilled. Family is lovely. Yeah. No, they look great. I love She's been I showing everyone, family. so get ready for lots more of that. Cool. 
Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. You need photos done to do photos. Yeah. They're Fun great. Fact. I'm he's not pretty gonna, good. He's I'm a, not going to self-promote on this, but. He's a pretty good <laughs> photographer. Check so. it out. Check him out sometime. Ooh. Okay. So that was nice. Yeah. I like the I like the blue. Yeah, and the so red that views. that was literally just one red one on the side. Nice. Had the gold contrasting with the blue. Uh-huh. That, yeah, that, that, that was really nice that was right one there. of them on a really dim blue, like wow. seven, like seven percent, and then wow. I just matched the blue to the sky. Yeah, that looks nice. And then that was just hard red. Very cool. Yeah, just fun. You can do a lot of artistic stuff with yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. And if you know how to expose, <laughs> yep. it looks good. <laughs> Sometimes those colors get blown out, though, so it's hard. Sure. But... The saturation just gets really intense. Yeah. Yeah. I'll throw those up so you guys know what we're talking about. Yeah. But... Yeah. It cool. looks good. Yeah. I like these. These these have been pretty pretty useful to me. Gotcha. They've come a long way since we had the miniature versions of these. And before the yeah. firmware updates, we had flicker issues with them, but... The nan lights have come a long way, and it seems like they're working for what we need. Yeah, if you uh, didn't own them before those firmware updates, you could not, you couldn't use those mini tubes while they were plugged in because it would flicker, and it would, yeah, it's, it was probably one of the stupidest features I'd ever seen implemented yeah, into a light. It seems like it's been corrected though. They fixed it, and we it's were good. all super happy about it. And yeah. thank you, nan light. You make you make great products. Please sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> we're using them we love them i love them they're my favorite so kevin what do you think so i just found out that we actually own these now i've been wanting these for a long time and i've shot on them but i haven't shot on ours yet but it's the the sigma cinema oh, zoom kit yes that we have so the 18 to 35 and the 50 to 100 mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. for b-roll shoots and things like that love it Love it. Those are pretty long. I like them. Yeah. Yeah. They have a great look to them. Yeah. Yeah. I've, so uh, I own two Sigmas myself. Own, owned uh, one of them, the 24 to 70 for a while. Uh-huh. And it's half the price it came in. I, I like Sigmas. They work. And my, Sigma has a great look. My 150 to 600 is my new lens, and I, I love that. Mm-hmm. that it's only, so it's cool. only limited by my 12-year-old camera, you know, so... Mm-hmm. I, love that lens but sigmas sigmas yeah. good stuff yeah i like it i just rented uh two sigmas for my sony for the shoot on friday what'd you get uh i got a was it a 14 to 24 oh that's right yeah 14 to 24 and then the 24 to 70. yeah yeah I've, uh, mm. I've got the 24 the, to 70 it's the nice art lenses the art uh the i've heard from wedding photographers switching out their whole zoom kit their whole range and just switching to a Sigma 35 art. Yep. And they're just thrilled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah a buddy of mine who's a shooter in Chicago, he, for the longest time, I think had a 50 art lens. Mm-hmm. He loved that thing. Mm-hmm. He might still have it, but he just talked about it all the time, yeah. raved about it. And I, I never even hear what makes it so good. It's just everyone seems to be in love with the look that it yeah, gives them. Yeah, that's what it seems They like. can't even say what it is. It's just one of those intangible kind of aspects of yep. it just looks good good yeah so Mm -hmm. well dane kevin thank you so much for joining me today well thanks thank you yeah especially in this new space i know yeah yeah Yeah. got the foam up looks nice Mm -hmm. probably use the 
Namlite's more maybe even too. sounds better. It, that, yeah, absolutely. It, what do you should. think? Do you think it sounds better? Let us know. Let us know. Oh, and with there's that, the rain. <laughs> not starting to rain. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> oh, that's hard. That's hard rain too. And with that, oh, don't we need it though? We oh man, it's been a dry summer. Not hot summer. It's hot. I'm sweating right now, actually. It's always hot in this room, though. Is it? Is that the secret? Oh, yeah. I yeah. thought we had air in this With room. With all these handsome men in here? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Why would it not get hot in here? Somebody dump a bucket of water on us right now. Oh, my God. Somebody please. shave Dane's beard off. This would become a whole different show if we did that. Just the mustache. Just the mustache. Vote for mustache. Your mustache would, like, brush the mic just a little bit. You get like a little whiff and just edit his then. beard out. It'd be so crazy. Okay. That, All right. With that, I blacked out for a sec. Um, <laughs> join us next time. I uh, don't know what the next one will be, but you can be sure it'll be something interesting. I yes. promise you that. We're yes. filming uh, a lot of these today. So we got a whole. Yeah. This is our podcast. We got day. a whole slew of topics coming up. So you just wait for Halloween. And with that, we leave you and uh, get off our porch. <laughs>